I just assumed we were gonna like start it by like having to sing the whole you know, like we always do. Welcome to Imagine Me and You Rikuma. I'm Panda. I'm your host, and I'm here with my co-host Alice. How you doing, Alice? I'm doing good. I just had to take a moment to process the You Rikuma because I was I should have expected it, but I wasn't. But I'm doing great. I've got a cat. New year, new <laughs> podcast. We in this. And I had to emphasize it because otherwise I wasn't going to say it correctly. We were a Revolutionary Girl Utsuna podcast, and we are still technically a Revolutionary Girl Utsuna podcast. We will still occasionally do episodes about Utsuna. There have been things to talk about Utsuna for 20 years, and there's no way we exhausted them in three years. But we wanted to kind of move on to something new, get some fresh blood in here. And by that, I mean the same fuckers that we have in like every episode of the show not really fresh blood fresh tv show blood fresh Warm, anime blood somewhat congealed you, you just want us blood. here for, you just want us here it's for the literally curse. just begun Plotted and we've blood. already said the word blood like an uncomfortable amount of times <laughs> yeah uh, that's on me uh here to help us watch Yurikuma Arashi, the third anime by Kunihiko Ikahara, is our friend and yours, Yasha and Vana of Empty Movement. Hi, guys. Hi. Hello. I just want to say, actually, it's really common for people to start spouting curse words and, you know, general grizzly gore whenever we show up, so yeah, I don't know. that's our I've fault. We inspired right. Gu- guys, guys. Grizzly gore? Yeah. Really? Hey! <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh no. I, I can't hear all these part of this. <laughs> you can't do this, Pina. I, I can't bear it. <laughs> oh oh no! You can't hey, bear it! Hey, I just it. did that! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Alice, that is the polar opposite of what we need right now. <laughs> I'm pissed because I already did the pun and nobody was listening. It's going to be a whole episode. It really is. Okay, so a little bit of background uh, for the listeners. We've technically kind of told this story on uh, social media and probably on the podcast at some point. But uh, during the first year of the podcast, I heard someone talk about I, I say someone i heard the hosts of sailor business my favorite podcast talk about uh kunahiko ikahara having another show and the name of this show translated to lesbian bear storm and i was like sign me up so uh when i found out about this show i told alice about it and i said this is what we'll do next after we finish utana I had no idea at this point that finishing Utana with heavy air quotes would take three years. But I was like, we'll do this next because it'll be fun. And Alice went on to watch Yuri Kuma while we were like doing the first year of watching Revolutionary Girl Utana. 
And I decided that since she had seen it and I had not, and the dynamic of Imagine Me and Utena was that I had seen Utena and Alice had not, that we would just kind of do a little switcheroo. And for Yurikuma, I would avoid as much about the show as I possibly could, which proved to be more difficult than I anticipated over three years, but not totally (laughs) undoable. And so, Alice, do you want to tell us about how you ended up watching Yurikuma? So, I had heard about Yurikuma before you brought it up to me because um, it was one of the first conversations that I had with Cass when we had, when we were still kind of new to each other. Remi- remind the oh. remind the audience who Cass is. I know she's been on here before. So, Cass is also called Scarlet. Um, I originally met her as Scarlet. Her her name is Cass Cassie. Um, she is my partner, Aww. and have I have I mentioned? Actually, I don't think I've mentioned this yet, but um, we're probably gonna get married this year. Well, Cassie oh! did catch me. the bouquet at my yes. wedding, so legally you oh, are snap. obligated. Specifically, <laughs> probably sometime in August. Oh, congratulations! Oh, congrats! I'm so happy for you. <laughs> But we, we, we got, I got into this because she had mentioned it as being wild. And I was like, okay. And so I watched the first episode and then I messaged her and said, hey, excuse me. Hi. What the fuck? (laughs) What did that mean? Um, Oh, the age old question. uh, Common questions after a Nikuni show. Yeah, that's really part. We of watched course. that together. So like one of the, one of the first animes we watched together. It was that and Sora Novoto and <sighs> Thank you, Gankutsuo were the three animes that we kind of watched together first. I don't know what either of those other two are. Gankutsuo isn't that that man in the iron no, mask? No, it's the other yes. Hiba. No, 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 no. It's Monte Cristo. Oh, it's oh Monte Cristo. Monte, sorry, it that's, was, it's what if that's yeah. the one that Mikage's doing brownface for. Oh, yeah, it's, it's what if the Count of Monte Cristo was um, done in the same style of like Wolf's Rain, but was yeah oh, more confusing. And also space vampires. It's definitely got a look. It also was like done by like Clint. It's a lot. To be honest, I'm kind of like digging this. It's it's a lot. No, it's it's very (laughs) good. If I say nothing else about it, it's very good. People should watch it. It's one of the best anime I've ever seen. It is God. It's gorgeous. The real cursed final outcome of doing (laughs) podcasts with me, Alice, is that you and I are going to do a Wolf's Rain podcast one day, and (laughs) everyone else is gonna hate it. But you know what? We're gonna love it. It's gonna be great. Please. I support you. Oh. I've never watched the anime. I've only ever read the manga, which is based on the anime and is impossible to understand without it. Yeah, we can wait. We have our <laughs> intro. Like, our intro is just like a wolf howl. It's like, welcome to the midnight hour. <laughs> so, oh, kid, kitty in the midnight hour. Good oh, book. But yeah, that, that's it's one of the things that we kind of bonded over. So, Yuriko was very important to me it's having watched utna in the wake of yurikuma it very much feels like they're made by the same person because they are mm-hmm. <laughs> and we will definitely see some parallels which are all gonna like be super super obvious yeah i do i do remember there being moments where i was like hey <laughs> hey 
asshole. <laughs> I would like to actually, before we actually get into the start watching the show, I would like to point out that there are a couple of things in Yurikuma, which you guys probably also thought about, that like were literally in the first stages of planning for Uthana. And he just... Oh, yeah? Specifically, um, this is minor spoilers, but whatever, um, the use of a rifle, specifically. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, he wanted in, guns Yeah, because, like... Originally, yeah. Ikara wanted to have yeah. everybody in Utena using guns. And they actually repeated that for... Oh, what is that book called? Uh... You know the one, The Prince. Ooh. World of S&M? No, not, not Sekai no Look, S&M. that is literally what it's no, called. No, 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 don't, no, no, don't no, at not, me. Not the, that's not the one I'm talking about. The one with all the pictures. With the guy, like, deep-throating the gun. and the... Oh, Shonano. Yeah, Shonano. Yeah, but that wasn't an Ikuhara joint. That, that wasn't was an, an Ikuhara joint, but the, the aesthetic that they I'm, wanted I'm working on, on. I'm working on making that into a website so people can download the novel and read it. Hey, guys. Yeah. Jesus. Her mm-hmm. start. Anyway. What Hello? the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying, I was just commenting on the fact that the, the guns the aesthetic gun that they wanted to use with Utena. Yeah, the gun aesthetic that they wanted to use in Utena got carried on to several projects afterwards, not just Yuri okay. Kuma. It was, it was like a big thing. Yeah. Okay. So, if you want, cool. I can do the whole quick breakdown of what we're talking about, or we can. You know, Sailor Moon also day. almost had a gun. <laughs> Uh, didn't it actually have a toy gun? There's, I well, probably like, there the were like Sailor Moon toys have a gun at one point. Yeah, yeah but it's and not I've a real seen, gun. I have seen and I've seen art gun. of her with a gun. All I know about that character is that she has a gun. There's like one gun shot with her with a gun. Yeah, there's like one piece of art where Sailor Moon has a gun, and it's really funny just because it looks so wild. In the name but of the anyway, moon, you know I'm gonna shoot huh? the cap in your ass. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? That that feels like the reverse of that Mads Mikkelsen picture where he's got the Sailor Moon thing. Oh God, yeah. That? Oh, yeah, yeah. That feels like the reverse of that's, that. That's that's the equal opposite. I guess Vanna and I should explain why we're why we're here in our history with Yurikuma, sort of. Yeah, that was gonna that be won't my. Won't take very long. <laughs> oh, I, I, I was gonna transition into that, but yeah. Sure. Why don't you guys tell us about your first attempt at watching Yurikuma? <laughs> Okay, well, actually, we should probably explain what the run-up to Yurikuma was like, because I think we're the only ones who experienced that as it happened on this podcast. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, we are, aren't we? Yeah. We were like, so what, we toddlers? Should... We... <laughs> wow. <laughs> Ouch. Tell us more we stories like about the before times. This... Uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> well, no. I mean... We were all pretty eagerly anticipating it because Penguin Drum, while flawed, was still a. You're the only one who wasn't. No, 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 no. Okay, the the run up to Penguin Drum was way more hyped than the run up to Yurikuma. Yeah, but as people who had, I mean, watched, yeah, it was following Utena. Like, yeah, come it was on. following Utena. Uh, when it came out, it was far enough removed from Utena that I think people either really, really liked it or it didn't. Are you talking click. about Penguin Drum? No, Penguin Drum. Yeah. We're talking about Yurikuma yeah, on but this podcast. It left people <laughs> with like a different taste in their mouth. Yeah. Is my point. That's that's fair. Yeah. Is you lost a lot of fans that were looking for a certain thing from Utena when you got Penguin Drum. So when Yurikuma came out, there was more of a sense of like skepticism, uh, oh, but also okay. anticipation. Okay. Instead yeah. of like hype, 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 hype. Yeah. Like, the general sense in the areas that we were in at the time, which is, of course, the forum that we were in, that we had to archive 
earlier or late late last year. Very sad. But um the general sense was like it was anticipated. There's a bit of skepticism about it because like Vana said, people who had wanted certain things from Penguin Drum and didn't get them were kind of like, I don't know about this, I don't know about this. Hmm. But it was still Penguin Drum was pretty well received and Yuri Kuma was expected to be more of the same and I don't know why people expected that. I really that. don't because the difference between <laughs> Newton and Penguin Drum should have been enough to tell you he wasn't going to do the same shit twice. Yeah, so but... that's what we were experiencing coming up to it. And there was okay, also there was a lot of ambivalence about Ikuhara depicting Yes, gazed this extent. That's a big thing that we will probably get into. So, oh, wow, we oh, will. We will. <laughs> oh, yes. we will. Uh, no doubt. That's no kind doubt, of like. No doubt. Do you remember? Because I mean, you were kind of there for the hype train on Sarah's and my. Do you remember there kind of being this like tone of when they announced Relief. Sarah's and my being like, "Oh, finally, he's picking on someone his own Gender. genitals." <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there was no, this re- kind of like, oh, he's that. doing guys, so it's okay now, instead of this kind of creepy uh, fetishization of lesbian relationships thing that we had gotten a little uncomfortable with. Yeah, I definitely remember that sentiment being around, for sure. Yeah, that was that was a thing in the run-up to yeah. Kuma. Everybody was, like, like anticipating really it, but more. really uncertain about how it was going to be handled. And so it was just a really strange reception for the show to come into. And, of course, we watched it shortly. At, well, we, wa- we tried to watch it shortly after it came out. And... Vanna and I failed miserably. We we, <laughs> we got sputtered to like, what, out. episode three or something, yeah. and everyone said, "Ooh, it gets better after episode four. Yeah, which we never found out. <laughs> so the now only you're about to. We're, we're yes, are. but the only reason that we're here right now doing this podcast is that people we respect a lot have really highly recommended Yuri Kuma, and so that's that's enough for us. That's fine. We're gonna we're gonna take a look, but we're pretty this. skeptical about it. So I'm genuinely prepared to find it vaguely uncomfortable. Oh, I'm sure we'll be extremely uncomfortable. <laughs> those th- those first three episodes made me uncomfortable, actually. Yeah. Like, well, I've ugh. only seen episode one for now I, because I am committing to only watching the episodes as yeah. we do them. I don't think. I don't think you've gotten to the transformation sequence then. No, well, I saw, I mean, I saw some, some licking off of a flower. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, okay then. Yes. Yes. <laughs> By the um. way, just, um, fun fact. Uh, I was watching this. I, I managed to, uh, to con my wife into watching this with me while we ate dinner. And when it got to the scene where they're licking the, like, honey or sap or whatever off of the flower, uh-huh. Jimmy just goes, Is that legal? <laughs> <laughs> I think I actually said the same thing at the time. I, I like I think it paused it actually and messaged Cass and was like, Hey, you didn't tell me that this was this that kind of show. <laughs> okay, okay, that okay, that actually raises the question, and I don't know the answer, so we'll have to find out. Sarah's on my air during adult hours. Yes. So, like, late at night, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Utena did not. Utena aired, from what I recall, during... Yeah, that was, that was 
prime time for kids. Yeah, that was broadcast time for uh, young people. <laughs> which well, is Uta the worst also decision ever. Subtle. Oh, yeah, but that's why. Which, did Yuri yeah. Kuma air during adult hours, too? Because I'm guessing... We'll there's out. no way it did. Uh, there's no way out. that you could show that prime That, that got time. aired for young no children. No fucking <laughs> yeah. way. Not even in Japan. <laughs> Yeah, I'm kind of feeling that as yeah. the answer. Okay, so offhand, I can't find info on what time it aired. I'll find out later. Yeah. It's not we'll listed worry about on the it definitely, page. It's definitely got some, you know, grown-up time energy to it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, do we, ha- have we, do we have anything energy. else that we need to say before we get into just watching the episode uh, uh, i don't think so no, I, I think it's the time. episode's gonna speak for itself it's time it it is time. just tell yourself that it's just just think of it as a yuri dojin that ikuhara is writing in real time because that's basically what it is i mean look i'll i'll say it like i thought this episode was cute i thought it was fine like yeah i mean I remember my reactions when I first saw it, and I I was like, you know, kind of still uncertain, a little bit skeptical. The lily licking kind of was like, I, was like, I okay. don't know about that, but I was still like, okay, I'm I'm digging it, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, all right, we'll we'll see. Well, we'll see. we're starting with little bear logo and those birdies that show up fucking everywhere in Ikuhara's shit. Important to note. Both Alice and I watched the dub of this leading up to this recording. Oh my. So it'll be interesting to note any possible differences. Excellent. Uh, that school is based on a real place. I can't remember the name of it. Hmm. It's like a library or something, but it's literally shot exactly okay. like it's exactly. Whenever I buy flowers for the house, they're usually lilies, and I always think of the lily licking scene every single time. <laughs> Like I've ever said at this point well, I, I think of the jury bromides <laughs> well yeah that valid too. but yeah very, no very I subtle there. I can't live without flowers so I buy flowers all the time and There's uh, currently dead roses in yeah our face. currently dead roses but um, no I think of the lily licking <laughs> every single time turns out if you don't dry them they just die. I have a very <laughs> ominous feeling that lily licking is going to be a thing I hear a lot in the next couple of weeks specifically from y'all Oh, oh yeah. Probably. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. I have to say that I really enjoy the character designs in this show. They're very cute. They're very cute. I find it very interesting that, like, Utsuna stands out very visually from the other series that Ikahara has made. All the other ones have, like, a more conventional anime style. Yeah, the art style. Yeah. 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 That was kind of a 90s thing, though. Yeah, that was a thing. Yeah. Every, every anime had, like, a super wild art style back then. Yeah. And I kind of wonder if as they moved to like three, like using computerized uh, animation, you ended up with a more standardized set So of how styles. do we feel about the weird computer CGI Kuma shock thing? I hate it. <laughs> I'm digging it. There's a lot of CGI in this show and most of it, it's kind of like glaring in the way that it is very different from the rest of the animation but ultimately it's fine that was the uh, that was the thing back then that was an aesthetic at the time 
Like, it was just yeah. kind of invoked to have that deliberately visible CGI thing so it, you it can show off that you had CGI. It does kind of everything, though, because it's so out of place and inexplicable that, like, yeah, that's something he would do. For the beginning yeah. of this episode, uh, we saw two girls sort of, like, talking about their love for each other and, like, holding hands and being very dramatic. And then suddenly there's Come the... The Kuma shock <laughs> with the CG bear paw and sirens start going off and they have apparently in this world, this school has special banners for a bear attack yes. and a special siren to signal a bear attack. Oh no, a bear emergency has interrupted Except my Yuri it's dungeons. like an air siren or whatever <laughs> the bears crossed the severance barrier yeah i think even this is a suspiria reference like this set or it's so there's some sort of barrier keeping the bears out this barrier. is the this is the uh this pattern is the carpet from the shining <laughs> it sure the fuck <laughs> is, is isn't it i was thinking yep. i was looking at that pattern earlier and i was like this reminds me of something what am I looking at? And that's My it. Cur- I'm gonna have. I'm, I need to have a theory that's on par with the time loops thing. So maybe I'll do the mm-hmm. uh is actually about how Stanley Kubrick made The Shining and or the Moon Landing video. So I don't know. Keep it open mind. <laughs> oh no, we'll get there. Um, just so that our viewers kind of know what pattern we're talking about, it's the background behind your logo. Yes, I. Uh, yes. Now's a good time to give a shout out to uh, the artist that is behind our new icon art. That is my friend and Alice's friend, uh, Lou at one f u n n one on Twitter. Thanks, uh, longtime friend of ours drew this for us. Uh, like a year ago, and then we finally started Yuri Kuma. So now uh, it is the icon art, and I added a color altered version of the Yuri Kuma bear uh, shining floor pattern to the background of the icon. It's very it's aesthetic. Gorgeous. The icon is gorgeous. It really is. Uh, I hope at some point that Lou's commissions will open again and we can add you guys into the icon because it will be so cute and I will die. I will probably make you guys like, I'll probably make you guys into like life sexy and life cool. <laughs> I kind of figured it was going to be something like that or, you know, oh. Lily Bear Storm. Yeah, the uh, the icon oh, flashes and it says Lily Bear yeah. Storm. Love In bullet. the English dub, they just say Yuri Kuma. Oh, this opening is very. Uh, the opening is aesthetic. It's kind as of reminded me of Penguin Drum. Yeah. It's very cute. I like the theme song. It's so mm. whispery. The theme song is weird. really whispery. It's yeah. got that whispery <laughs> thing that Penguin oh, Drum has. It's honey and also feet nibbling. Uh, okay, so Ikuhara hey, definitely maybe has a foot Ikuhara thing. Ikuhara right? with the foot thing. All right, Tarantino. Ikuhara yeah. definitely has a foot thing between this and yeah. like the foot oh. stuff in Utena. Like, I did I block that out? Was that a thing that happened? To Utena? There, there's okay in Utena. There's remember when Utena like hurts her ankle and then like Akio like oh, yeah, takes her in his car horny. and is yeah like weirdly horny. <laughs> like more than usual. Utena weirdly horny. You don't say. <laughs> Not even the word but yeah, so version of it. so Ikuhara definitely has a foot thing, right? Like, I to mean, be fair, that is also in the manga, and the manga got drawn first. Yeah, so it might be Chiyosaito that had that particular. Yeah, thing. but, but this is definitely horny. Did Saito write it's, it first? 
Saito didn't write the manga. Oh, for Yuri Kuma. Oh, no. no. Saito no. didn't do No, no, no. Well, we were talking about uh, the, oh, the yes. foot in the the foot she, thing in Utena manga. She started ahead of the show and some things got written in the manga first and some things I think got written in the show where she kind of got outpaced by it, but I'm pretty sure that got put in the manga before it got animated. Okay, but hers is also not sexual. It's just kind of like it's No, hers he, is played more straight. Yeah. He, he's trying he's almost trying yeah. to be sweet or at least pretending to be sweet. Whereas, like, there is definitely a sexual air to it yeah. in Ikahara's version, and, and and this might be vaguely sexual. Well, like I mean, the naked lesbians might the, be. each other's feet. The other thing is, though, that's a way to sneak sexy past the censors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you don't have any genitalia. It's a foot. That's not yeah, genitals. Exactly right. So I guess you're not that's... wrong. Uh-huh. Yeah, because like, they I mean, are just like munching down on those feet. They're munching mm-hmm. on feet because they can't, you know, put munching on vaginas in the opening. They're just exactly. like my cat. They just want to munch on my feet. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to think about that too hard. <laughs> it wasn't a metaphor. I'm literally talking about something biting oh, a foot. They have bottles. Bottle hey, watch wow. bear bottles. Bear bottles. <laughs> okay, I guess we do get I'm bear sorry. bottles. We do I get know- bear bottles. Yep. I, I'm accents. sorry. That's foreshadowing this, this for SARS on my... I like the little high fives. Did you notice the high five was with the baby hand? Yeah. Yeah. It was a baby's hand yeah. and a bear's hand. Right. I did yeah. notice that. That's kind of weird when the rest of it is so sexualized, though. There's no one's got nipples. I'm sorry. They're just, they're cute. I love them. Like <laughs> They're cute, but they don't have nipples. <laughs> That's fine. Kiss you, but it doesn't happen. Almost a kiss. Almost. And just lilies everywhere. Those are lilies, right? I'm not crazy. I don't, well, what's yeah, the they're lilies. Of the lilies, guys. I mean, it's Yuri. So I, obviously, with these three girls kissing each other and stuff. Yeah, it's Yuri. I would never have known. Oh, and they're all holding hands. It's cute. It's okay. It's sexual, but it's also weirdly innocent. Like, yeah, that's why I don't like it, yeah, actually. Like, I think I'd be more comfortable if it was just flagrantly horny. Yeah. The cute thing is, like... It's it's literally, well, it's, I mean, it's, Yuri, it's Yuri Dojin aesthetic. Like, mm-hmm. it's just straight yeah, up. Is, the I most guess. pure form of it. It's actually pretty amazing, The, to be the whole, like, it being super horny but superimposed with, like, that innocence thing, I think is what's creeping me out a bit. You just can't be horny without also being cursed, though. <laughs> No, this is cursed because you're fetishizing. You're fetishizing the innocence of it. Yeah, and I definitely get that. It could just be, hey, you know, girls having sex is is okay, and and it, it's it's not. It's dirty. always sweet and ooh and never toxic and bad as long as it's two girls, guys. Did nah. you know that? Lesbian relationships okay, are innately tr- pure and good. Ooh, ooh. Okay, but when you're when you're talking about something that is not normalized within a society, that is not accepted within within a society, because we know from going to Japan this last year, LGBT rights have only started to be like a major yeah, thing now <laughs> this year, not when this was released. Yeah, there's no way that they could have portrayed that as anything else. Yeah, I know because it would have basically fucked them over i'm still whining here's what i'll say about it is that on the one hand like i definitely recognize that there is a gross aspect to fetishizing like that innocence because i think of like i think of like gross otaku dudes being like into these like 
mm-hmm. characters that look like little girls and like that's really gross on the other hand like as a queer woman when i see this like that isn't my first instinct because like my first instinct is oh like they're really wholesome and they all like like each other and they're having fun and so like i want to see the not gross version of this but i have to live with the reality that the grossness exists is how i feel when i watch modica honestly you know it's what? very similar Madoka, in a way, was very much made for those guys because it was made as a rebuke to them. Well, wasn't this? Um, yeah. To be honest, I, think I don't it feel might like very it was. well. I don't. Maybe it was. Maybe I, it wasn't. I don't feel like this um, was made for them. I know I it references like... Maria Samagamiteru. Yeah, and that lot. was that was a big and that was a big one. class S yeah. moment. Like at, this is for a time, different audience. But... This is for a different yeah. audience. I what audience is this for? This is for people who are into Yuri. Okay. This is for Yuri people. Yuri is right in the fucking title. But the well, whole sure, way it's but... presented. Yeah, but is it going to be a criticism of their preferences in Yuri content, or is it going to be a reinforcement of it, or both? Well, we have to watch it to find yeah. out. That's... But I'm not getting any of the sense that this was made for gross otaku guys. I'm getting more of the sense it's this is parts... made for people who love and appreciate Yuri. Which could include gross otaku guys, but yeah. isn't only gross otaku yeah, guys. Like, like I was saying, Madoka was made as a direct rebuke to those guys. This, this might be a little more is not for them kind of deal. Yeah, this is like the real thing. Okay. I want to believe that. I want to believe that too. Honestly, that's how I feel about this. Like, that's the whole aesthetic and everything just projects that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so uh, right after the end of the theme song, we get like a, a shortened version oh. of the world history and it says one day an asteroid in the far reaches of the universe went kaboom a bunch of little bits fell to earth as a meteor shower then all of a sudden every bear on the planet rose to its feet we all came together and started attacking humans i love that shot i was totally shocked (laughs) it's so funny because there's these little cutesy cartoony animations that accompany this uh, overview kind of like a an instructional video or an educational video yeah, it's like, it's and it just shows video. all these adorable little bears munching these on like the chest precious little cartoon bears just munching down on these little humans and we do have to say here the humans are all women yeah, it's all little women in like little outfits. <laughs> yeah, school outfits. And this is I believe this is Lulu doing the narration right now. Probably. Yeah. And and I know they're making puns. I don't know that they say, but it sounded like her it's voice Lulu. when I was listening to the dub. Humans build Yeah, it is it, yeah, it, it is. must be Lulu because she's talking about us bears. Yeah, us bears out. Yeah, the uh, the humans built up the severance barrier, the AT field, (laughs) to keep the bears out. And it has, like, the pattern from the intro. Uh, And the humans try to chase the bears away from their world. But you know what? We won't listen to those silly human rules. Growl! Cow, cow! Cow, cow! We are bears! (laughs) We are bears! Bears eat people! That's just how we are! (laughs) and now uh so we're getting our classic transfer student introduction scene and they are introducing ginkgo and lulu our two bear protagonists 
Are they our protagonists? I can't really tell yes. from this first episode. Everyone's protagonist of their own stories. Look at she okay. makes little balls with their hands. <laughs> it's very Ikuhara. Yikes! The little- <laughs> so they're bears in disguise. They look like adorable girls. And they can't wait to eat all of them. <laughs> they can't wait to eat the people. I love Lulu. This is who Allison this is who Alice and I are dressed as in the yes. icon art. I chose them I chose who who we were gonna be kind of just because I wanted to be the one that had the crown and then Lulu was like the other main girl with like the the costume. So I was like, okay, I guess this has to be Alice. <laughs> so we're bears. <laughs> Wait, you're I guess gonna you're... cast us as the sexy guys? <laughs> I guess I thought it would be funny. There's, there's literally three male figures in the show, and that's who we're gonna be. Well, yeah, I mean, because you guys are misogynists, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> the running joke. It yep. is the running joke, yes. So Lulu wants to eat all the people up. Ginko seems to be uh, much more serious, more serious. M- much more uh, focused. And Lulu is totally in love with her. She and Lulu has her. a kappa on her hat. Ooh, I didn't notice that. Good catch. Hold on. Oh my god. She sure oh, does. Yes. Brain. Also, um, <laughs> Reza Hawk from Full Metal Alchemist is here as a teacher. Yeah, I did, yeah. was just thinking that she looked like Reza. <laughs> uh they're talking about the bear incident from this morning and the alarms have ceased but they need to keep their guards up and you know use the buddy system when you go outside i was making the joke when i said use the buddy system i didn't realize they were actually gonna say that wow there's like <laughs> definitely an, an open character in that crowd i love how like yeah everyone in the in the in the room looks like a actual character like there there are no fillers <laughs> Yeah, this it's the opposite of uh, Penguin Drum and Sarah's Nunmai. Yeah. Who use like those figures and stuff, but they don't tear. Oh, yeah. So, okay. Oh, this is Suspiria. This hallway is in Suspiria. Like fun. straight up, literally. So Kuraiha is looking for Sumika all over the school because she saw Sumika leave it's by so herself. It's so stagey. Like, I love how stagey it is. And these are the two girls from the first scene, right? Yeah. 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 Dry fried fish tubes. I fried also. Fish tubes. I also like fried fish tubes. We had some. Pe- who don't? When we were in Kyoto. Hell what is yeah. a fried fish? It's a fish tube, tube that's fried. It's, do you know fish balls? Uh, yeah. How make fish balls and put in soup, and they have those like tubes that are that are hollow on the inside. Okay. We yeah. It's, it's like a those. soy fish product. <laughs> Interesting. We had them in Kyoto. They filled the tube with cheese and then deep fried it. It was delicious. <sighs> oh. Fuck. I'm hungry now. <laughs> Nope. Mm, this is making me hungry. I know. Stop yeah. talking about food. We really like fish. Am I the only one who ate dinner? Yes. We were going to order in, remember? Fair. Cass made me a soup, but I ate all You're of an it. old man? Wait. They're talking about, like, eating salted fish for lunch. <laughs> and how it's gross because then it stinks. <laughs> I love you, even if you do act like a bit like an old man. We say that to each other a lot. That's because we act like old men. Yeah. Well, that's because you are old men. Wait, wait. I are. mean, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she sees Sumika on the roof. Oh, oh, snap. And so she goes up the stairway, which is like a spiraling stairway. It's beautiful. I'm sorry. I love the stairway. No, I it love it beautiful. too. It, this particular stairway shows up uh, several times in the episode. When I was watching this with Jimmy, they were like, what is with this guy in stairs? Right? And- and I said, no, you don't get it. Like, there's just really a lot of stairs in Japan. 
<laughs> yeah, they're really are. Actually, are they, yeah, they're really are. Are they all as ominous yeah. and like vaguely metaphorical as this yes. one? All, <laughs> Look, there's just everywhere you want to go. There's just fucking stairs everywhere. Like, yeah, I've never yeah. walked up and down so many stairs in my life <laughs> in such a short amount of time. I'm sorry, it's just blowing my mind for a second that we were in Japan together. Yeah, I know. Like <laughs> you mean that time where we were all together in Japan? Yes, that time. <laughs> that time. You mean that picture that I have as the desktop on my computer of all of us standing <laughs> out there outside the musical? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's adorable. That was so much fun. I can't wait to do it again. Yep. Yeah. 2020. Yeah. Please do it when we can go. <laughs> yeah, please anyway. do it when we saved up enough money to go back. <laughs> so stairwell with birds flying in the opposite direction. Very cool. Yep. It reminds me of those, uh... This shit is straight out of the fucking Utena movie. Give me it a is, break. It is very Utena movie. What are those things where they move and it's like a moving picture? Like, you look through, like, the little slot and it spins. Oh, something and it shows you, like... Uh... Kaleidoscope? It shows you like birds flying or whatever. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, no, I know what you're talking uh, about, but I can't remember what it's, it's a, called. That's what it's those stairs are. Yeah. Yeah. Rotoscope? Yeah, rotoscope. No. It's rotoscope. Is it? Yeah. Yes, yeah, I think I think that's is it rotoscope because that's yeah, how they, they do ro- animation. They rotate. It. Yeah, rotoscoping is. Yeah, it's that's not the name that they used for it, but that's the technique that yeah. they're using is rotoscoping. But I don't know the name. So of it that. looks the birds look like something that's rotoscoped. Okay. Yeah, that's what that reminds yeah. me also, of. Also, what is that thing that she's holding? That's the fish tube. That's a, it's fish, a fish tube? That looks good. Yeah. I want one. With filling. Dude, it looks like it's got Food. cheese in it, and now I'm like... It does look like it has Jimmy. cheese in it. Cheese? I'm this sorry. Is, this is I'm, so... I'm baby. I can't help it. This is so <laughs> the movie right here. Oh, there was a stomach growl. And Sumika gives her her food. They share half of it. Aww. That's so cute. It's a pa- oh my god! It's a pastry with a fish tube in it ah, and cheese on it. Oh. I'm pretty sure they didn't use fish tube in the English dub, but I do remember them talking about how it wasn't fried. Yeah, yeah. And now they're they're talking together about how they're gonna eat up there together every day, and the food tastes better when they're with each other. And they it's lay their heads on awesome. each other's shoulders, just... and then we see bear teeth, and the <laughs> the bears are watching from like above and tell you about how much they want to eat them, and it's they're <laughs> they're really cute. Princess bear and bear <laughs> they're so fucking cute. Oh my god. Lulu's attempting to flirt and talking about how Ginkgo can like waving her butt. take a little bite <laughs> so of long. anywhere on her. Yep, and she's like extending her leg. Shaking her little butt. Yep. <laughs> it's so silly. Ginkgo only has eyes on the prize, though. Yeah, Ginkgo ain't fucking around. Ginkgo wants to eat Kreha. And then we see a snipping of a lily. The lily falls, and then the entire garden of lilies has been snipped, and all the lilies have fallen. They're all over the ground. The garden is ruined. A storm has fallen upon us. This was just a warning that everything we hold dear will be destroyed one well, by one. Well, that's dramatic. That's, you can't lesbian. No lesbianing. <laughs> well, that's literally the message is yeah, don't be a lesbian. The invisible the, the storm naughty, will engulf everything. The naughty everything. gayness will ruin everything. And yet, in the face of the invisible storm, they're saying they'll still never back down. Very romantic. They'll never back down on their love for each other. It's very cute. Kinko's gonna <laughs> lose her damn mind. <laughs> and the bears are sitting there just like, God, growling. we're so hungry. It's you guys. <laughs> yeah, that's us. 
<laughs> this made me so sad the first time I watched it, because, like, I Aww. missed having a garden. Aww. Aww. Was it a gay garden? Well, mine wasn't. Because this is a pretty gay, this is a pretty gay garden. This one is. Well, it's full of lilies. Oh, no. This is Yuri Sono, and she has come to check on them and sees all the flowers having been cut down. And they say the invisible storm destroys what is pure and gentle first. They almost became sexual. That That's bad. <laughs> you can have your you can have your uwu soft shit as long as it's not real. I was actually going to say it's kind of yep. more the opposite, but I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> The Invisible Storm reminds me of the third wave. If you've ever heard of that, somebody talking about that afterwards. I haven't heard of that. Um, yeah, I'm not what sure. Is, what it's you a mean. social. It was a social experiment in the 70s where a teacher was teaching about the, how the Nazi Party took control of Germany in the 30s, and his students were a little bit incredulous, like how could anyone be that dumb? He's like, okay, you think it's just anybody that could be dumb? So as an object lesson, he shows up and kind of like starts this vague movement called the third wave. Here are the things you do. It's, yeah. like, very authoritative, but, like, has all these positive-sounding statements and accidentally creates a, a weird Nazi youth-style movement in his school over, like, two days before ending the experiment, and it was called the third wave. And every time I see Invisible Storm and this girl with her little safety patrol badge, I think about that. Yeah, I can see that's it. That's not good. I mean, that's basically like an object lesson in how authoritarianism reinforces and basically ends up controlling discrimination. Invisible Storm sounds like something that you name your group if your your theme song is "Tomorrow is um Tomorrow's for Me." <laughs> Tomorrow belongs to me. That's it. Mm. Side note, my theme song is "The World Is Not Enough" from that James Bond movie. <laughs> Best thing about that one. That sounds about right. Yep. <laughs> Sad flowers. Aww. So they're talking about they're gonna meet early in the morning and remake the flower beds, and Yuri Sono Chan is gonna help. Hmm, she's nice. Obviously, she's evil. She's like, oh, I got my, I got my hands dirty. Yeah, that's. I don't know. The whole scene is kind of weird that way because it feels like an intruder. Yeah, it yeah. Feels like she's intruding. It was. On them. They were having their nice little gay moment, and some bitch just showed up and ruined yeah, it. Yeah, but it's really kind of subtle because she's being nice and she's trying to be helpful, mm -hmm. but she's also like uh, not aggressively, but like insistently inserting herself on the two yeah, of them. It, yeah, it's like simultaneously so, like, is it awkward because her timing is weird? or is it awkward because she's being weird yes. yeah but it's presented so nicely yeah. it's, it's like that thing where you you can't say no to somebody because they're being nice but, but you really don't want them around yeah kind of thing yeah yeah <laughs> and a brick. A brick falls out of nowhere when this happened i swear to god i thought it was gonna like beam one of them in the head same but it was just thrown by a bear i guess yeah, do you think that the one of the bears threw the brick, or do you think it was another student? I don't know because the students are well. The bears can't throw bricks; they don't have thumbs. The fact that they looked up to where the bears were made me think it was the bears. But why would you throw bricks at your dinner? To pulverize yeah. it, obviously. Yeah. Well, like I don't know. Just the sense that I'm getting from this so far is that the invisible storm is not something outside; it's actually it's... the students. Yeah. Hmm. The call is coming from inside the house. Yeah. Like, it's being framed as the bears are the enemy, but yeah. are they the enemy? Check yes or no. The answer's no. <laughs> and so they go back down the stairs. 
That was boo. Well, the bears come down the I stairs. I love every walk cycle that, that Lulu has. It's so whimsical. Now <laughs> the birds are going in the opposite direction. That song is bleak. Lulu's singing Let's... about eating people. Lulu's just happily singing about judgment falling upon all their heads. Yeah, you know. Oh, hey, yeah. Mood. Yay, That looks house. straight out oh, of hey. New Orleans. Jesus. It really does. This is apparently a reference to Psycho. The house is oh, very God, similar is. to the set of Psycho. Oh. It is. <laughs> That's weird. Yep, I haven't seen Psycho in a very long time. I love how this, like, pure Yuri story is being framed Suspiria, with all of Psycho. Yeah, like horror movies. Well, in the case of Suspiria, it's also similarly a, a universe full of women being women. Yeah. In toxic ways. We should probably mention that part of the inspiration behind this was a, a real-life bear attack yeah. in Japan. Oh, was it? I don't know yeah. anything about this. It, um, there was a real-life bear attack, and it kind of sent a small community, I forgot where, into something of a sort of panicked frenzy jaw style for a little bit. And yeah. Yeah. like where everybody's like, don't go out on your house by yourself. What if it's still around? What if there's more of them? Mm-hmm. And it kind of terrorized this town for a while. Wow. Wow. Huh. And Kureha's experience is partially based <laughs> on the guy who actually killed the bear, I think. Interesting. Like if I'm I did not know correctly. that. You didn't it's know that? It's super oh. loose, but yeah. Yeah. So Kureha's remembering her mother, and her mother appears to be nowhere around in real life. And then we get Kureha. Oh, shit. target shooting at bears, bear statues. She's going to. You know what's funny? Um, I accidentally hit order. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry, so I didn't our food mean is to. coming sometime. Yeah. So. <laughs> but I was just gonna. I say- was gonna add salsa to it. <laughs> I was just going to say those statues of bears with fish in their mouths. I actually had a little jade one with a little jade fish in his mouth exactly like that. Like a long time ago. Foreshadowing. That is also in Suspiria. The statue of an animal exploding. Oh. Love bullet. Yep. I like how nobody ever remembers the love bullet part. (laughs) No. It feels so obvious. So. Bear footprints confirmed. Bloodstains present. Casualties Casualties likely. Likely. That's a really good tape job there they did. Mm-hmm. There's no men there in this There basically world. are. Like, there's maybe only one, and even that one's doubtful. Country yeah. roads take me home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then the empty chair. She must have come early to fix the flower beds. And we've already seen that Kureha and that third student, so we know who this yeah. is. They're talking about Sumika. Yeah. This all but confirms the next invisible storm. No. And Kureha comes into the classroom and everybody's looking at her. Stops at Sumika's desk. It's very sad. It's what happens when you're not invisible. Nothing more than feeble prey to the bears. Dang, I still feel this. Like, I remember the first time I watched this being struck by, oh, yeah, kinda. That's what it feels like to be a queer yeah. teenager. Mm-hmm. And Kureha, of course, absolutely rejects this. And then the mysterious cell phone is floating in the void. It's uh, Kureha's phone, and uh, someone was calling her, and they ask, is your love true? And it's a male voice. Oh dear. Oh dear. Jinkies. A challenge from the severance barrier itself. If your love is true, come to the rooftop at once. The bears are waiting for you. So of course she heads In- to the roof. Entrust your body to the bears <laughs> and your love shall be approved. That's so weird. Wow. That's, okay. That's foreboding. In like in the context that I've gotten from like 
remembering the first three episodes. This is about gatekeeping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. This is about the gatekeeping of female. What's okay to be. Yeah. Female oriented yeah. media and female oriented. Uh, basically, it's like men are the ones who approve whether women's love is good enough. Yeah. Hmm. So that's kind of what's going on here. Kareha, being a badass, has a rifle in her locker. Just in <laughs> her we locker. All. Yeah, very American, very progressive. Goody, 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 goody. And she comes to the roof with her rifle and sees Sumika's glasses and two bears. With red eyes. Yes. She demands that they give Sumika back to her. Grr, and they're gal, 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 gal. And the cute. bears charge they're so forward. Fucking cute, though. They're so cute. CG Kuma strike. Then Setsu food court. And it knocks her off a, a ledge that wasn't there before. No. It knocks her off in like a weirdly sexy a way. Mm-hmm. Yes. Weirdly sexy. That's Ikahara's brand. More yeah, stairs. It really is. And Kuraha falls. They're talking about how much they want to <laughs> eat that girl. And then the wall opens up to reveal. Bear court. Bear court. Bear court. Bear court. Bear court. Bear court. Real bears? Real court. Welcome to the court. Severance Court. What the f- Wait, <laughs> the gate has now been opened! <laughs> Let all living bears, oh, shit. beings, bear witness to this face-off of man and bear. You know that's the same line that Rayo uses. <laughs> so we're introduced to life sexy, life cool, and life beauty. And they are little bear guys. One of them is red, one of them is blue, one of them is green. Lily Court. <laughs> Bear fendants. Oh bear fendants. Do you plead guilty to being bears? We were so hungry. Oh shit! Ginko doesn't give a shit. Ginko does not give a single Ginko's shit. Ginko's like, the whole fuck show. them. Both. They just they keep making bear puns and talking about yeah. how the defendants have invaded the world of man and they must be guilty. But Life Beauty says they are committing an ad ursum. <laughs> That's a good translation. Whatever that pun was, that's a good translation. And they're like, defense, are you raising an objection? And Life Beauty says, of course, even bears will die if they don't eat. So they're basically arguing on whether or not the bears are criminals. Criminal bears. Bear crimes. They have committed bear crimes. Yep. And sexy declares it sexy. Shabadadoo. What is going on? I love that they have little catchphrases. So they're like, does yep. that mean we can eat the girl? But uh, Life Sexy has to bestow a love judgment. Okay, I just want to comment here on that Life Beauty and Life Cool and Life Sexy all have different roles within this thing. Life Cool is the one who's like prosecuting the bears. Life Beauty is the one who's defending them. And Life Sexy is the one who judges Decides whether or not is. it's valid. They're like which, the the id, the ego, and the superego. Yeah. Kind of like that. It's like, cool? Is it pretty? Is it sexy? But the most important That's thing important. is if it's sexy. That's like... is Are these two girls doing their thing sexy? It's also a dialectic. It, it's, yeah. You have the thesis of... You have thesis and synthesis and the synthesis of the two in Life Sexy, which this reminds me of... Uh, it reminds me of a thing I talked about with Utsuna, how like, you had some of the student council represent that weird care guardian thing between like 
living life aesthetically and living it ethically. And that's the two. And then the synthesis of those two things, the mysterious synthesis of whatever the fuck that looks like, is the one in the middle. Yeah, I just find it really funny that life sexy is the one who's most important here. Yeah, and it, <laughs> that's that's, that's the knows. ultimate judgment. Is if it's acceptable depends on whether it's sexy or not. There's a lot to pick apart in yes. this trial. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> but I mean, we get many more, so we're yeah. gonna keep on, keep on, keeping on, keep on trucking. Will you become invisible or will you eat humans? We will eat humans. They're like we're gonna eat gal. people. They don't even hesitate. Hell yeah, gal, gal. No. You go, girls. And so the Yuri has been approved. It says Lily approved in the subtitle, but the English dub definitely says Yuri approved. Yep. And now we get a transformation sequence. Yay. (laughs) I like it. Yeah, it's cute. This bitch loves a transformation sequence. I love how Lily's transformation sequence almost seems as if she's like aware that she's in the transformation sequence and like hemming it up. Oh yeah. Yeah, It was very on brand for her. Ginko says, Kureha, I am going to eat you. And now Kureha is naked and her bits are covered in flowers and there's a lily <laughs> and it's Blooming coming from out her of chest. her titties. <laughs> and there's a and lot of really, lick, really weirdly sensual bunny licking. They are delicately licking <laughs> sap off of the lily. Yep, and that's where I fucking lost it the first time. This and now penguin all three of them hold hands and then Kareha wakes up. Looks to be in a clinic. Had a bit school. of a, she had a bit of a gay She's experience. in the infirmary. When the gay experience hits and too oh hard man, you pass Oh out. man, oh man. Yeah. Your Zuno or whatever is with her. She gayed so hard she ended up in the hospital. <laughs> Who among us? <laughs> exactly. This is a typical part of the gay experience for uh, our straight listeners. This is exactly what happens. Do we have straight <laughs> listeners? Probably not, it's but just in case. <laughs> Look, some straights are okay. Straights, straights can have little a gay. Some of my best friends are heterosexual. <laughs> <laughs> I can say shit because I'm basically the straight person in our group anyway. So. <laughs> They say they found her collapsed on the roof and she immediately starts asking about Sumika, but they have yet to find her. She's babbling about the bears on the roof and they said they give Sumika back. Kureha was the only one they found. With her rifle in the corner. Yeah, that's nice of them to let her keep her rifle in the screen. <laughs> is this an American school? Ikuhara has a really twisted idea of what counts as liberal school management. <laughs> I'm not saying that Ikuhara's never actually been to school, but like, I feel like it's <laughs> a am. good thing to su- suggest. So, I already forgot this girl's name. She hears... Is it Yuri Zono? Yuri Zono yeah. hears sounds and coming coming from the taped off garden and there's a body back there and someone says human girls are just irresistible i'd eat them even if it wasn't a crime and it's the bears they're i won't they're eating a person (laughs) shock and then we see their human forms again and she realizes they're the transfer students simply taking the form of humans and then we have a big zoom out huh? of the world and mysterious walls and ominous and, like, music yep and then slurp <laughs> and then the episode's over <laughs> Now we're back down on love, guys. And then we have a nice dance mix ending. Um, apparently, with a this little bear. is a reference to uh, Rilakkuma. Yeah, Rilakkuma's favorite food is pancakes. 
Ah. I love Rilakkumar. Yeah. This is cute. I love this picture of like Ginkgo feeding Lulu pancakes. It's very much there. Little bear dancing in the corner. It's very <laughs> cute. So what did we think? Yasha and Vana, you guys go first <sighs> since you have seen it the least recently of all of us. Oh, God. How does this compare to the last time that you watched it? This uh, is, to be honest, I feel a little better about it than I did the last time. Like, no expectations. Part of yeah. it is knowing that good friends of mine really enjoyed the series, so I'm more hopeful than I was last time I watched it. The last time I watched this episode was really, like, I was interested and I was, like, a little bit uncomfortable with the whole lily licking and all of that but it was still like okay this this has got a lot of meat to it and it looks like it's going somewhere Mm -hmm. um i will say last time we got to episode three and stopped because we got to episode three and stopped and my major reason for stopping was because the characters seemed to just repeat catchphrases they will do that a lot yeah but that seemed to be the only personality that was there so Mm-hmm. And apparently in episode four, it kind of like breaks that down. And I didn't know that. But um, like, so this first episode kind of establishes all of those catchphrases for people. And they use them a lot, even in the first episode. Like the I'll never back down on love yeah. gets yeah. repeated a lot, it's, a lot. It's like a, it's like a audible version of how every episode of the first arc of Uthana is this exact same structure. Yeah. 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 Vana, what did you think? Um, I'm definitely more positively inclined to it now that I've seen Sarah's and my interesting I I guess because at this point I'm more aware that this is a comment as much as a yeah compliance with certain tropes okay I feel like I feel like even back then I knew it was commentary but it was but I wasn't the... sure whether I cared enough given how hard it went <laughs> it, it does go pretty hard it goes it goes <laughs> really hard and that that part definitely kind of bounces off of me because mm. I'm the worst. You're the worst gay. The worst gay. (laughs) But I do feel like I'm enjoying it more. It definitely helps to be more aware of, like, the references and things like that. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Like, Mm. having seen Suspiria and and knowing it's drawing from Psycho and all of this kind of stuff kind of helps set the tone better than I think the show does without its references, which is good and bad in different ways. I feel like it would have done better setting its tone without you going, oh, this is like in Suspiria, that really oppressive atmosphere of women in an isolated space being, you know, victimized by their own sexuality. That doesn't come across as clearly when you also have, like, completely adorable fucking bears and stuff. (laughs) So the references become more important for that, and I don't love that, but once that all gets kind of put together at once, I'm enjoying it a lot more, I think. Okay. What about what about you guys? What did you think? Alice, how does this shape up to uh, your first watch? I think what strikes me now more than on the first time around, because um, I was the first time around, I was so embarrassed by the Lily thing, I had to stop watching briefly. <laughs> oh, bless your heart. I, I'm, I'm somehow the most prudish and... I don't even know what the word would be of, of the four people here. Well, that's what being a preacher's daughter will do that to you. I was highly embarrassed. Yeah, uh, I was like, oh my god, is anybody like around here seeing me watch this right now? This is way too horny. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. <laughs> but on the way, on the, on the second 
Splash really wanted the fourth time through. I so I've I've like I've read a lot of Yuri manga because I've just read a lot of manga. I used to read on my phone all the time. And mm-hmm. with that in the back of my head, it's interesting to watch how this sets up a absolutely the most like if you were to take all like you know like the composite image of people's faces like they like mm-hmm. they did one for everyone in Congress and they all had like the the composite image like if you were to do that with like every Yuri manga ever that's what the first like two minutes of this show is. <laughs> down to the i won't give up on love there. like literally over the top the most it's so stereotypically yuri manga that it becomes a kind of like inside joke about yuri manga and then immediately mm-hmm. it's sort of like it never quite lets go of it but also just like trashes the entire thing by oh and then she gets murdered by a fucking bear which is the least Yuri manga thing that could possibly happen. Like, if you were to construct a spectrum so of things that would happen and would not happen in a Yuri manga, this is way out. Death by Death bears. Death by bears on one side of that spectrum. It is the benchmark by which the thing is judged. That's adorable. So, I like it. Panda, what about you? I, so far, I'm pretty enjoy much enjoying this, like... Obviously, I was expecting for it to be kind of over the top in the Yuri aspect of Yuri Kuma Arashi, but um, so far, like, it's kind of cute. I like the character designs. I think the world seems kind of interesting, and I want to know a little more about it, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'm kind of digging it so far. Awesome. Yeah. I know that it's I think yeah. not uh well received by a lot of people. I think I will probably enjoy it because I like it when cute girls do things. That's why I watched uh oh god, what was it? Alice. Help me out. The the one that Abby likes with the stage girls. Oh, so Review Starlight? Review Starlight. That's why I liked Review Starlight because it's just cute girls doing you stuff. You mean Revolutionary Girl Kaon? Yeah. <laughs> actually, yeah. <laughs> What the fuck? That's really good. <laughs> it's, by the way, Review Starway is really genuinely pretty great. Um, it has some of the best, like, it's some of the best fights that you could see. I really enjoyed Review Starlight. I don't know if you guys, Yasha and Vana, would like it as much because it is kind of hollow. Uh, but it's I watched an episode and it bounced off me really yeah. bad. So. <laughs> it, I, it's pretty hollow. I soulless. know that you guys tend to like something that you can really like pick over, and this really doesn't have that kind of depth. But and I mean, Ruby Starlight's cute and fun. It's something you can put on, like, kind of in the background while you're doing other stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely got that impression the, from it. The fight scenes are good. All right, yeah. So, um, overall, like, we seem pretty positive on it. I mean, I know Alice likes uh-huh. Yurikuma. This is actually my least favorite episode, and I still kind of like this one. Oh, it's yeah. very much a, this episode is very light on all the stuff that makes Yurikuma good, mostly because it has to introduce and contextualize and push a bunch of things at once. It just doesn't really have the time or space to do any of the cool stuff that Yurikuma likes to do. I get that. 
At the same time, though, I think the things that it's introducing are super interesting. Mm. Like mm-hmm. the the whole idea of the invisible storm and the impression that I get that the invisible storm is actually the other students and not anything outside mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, that and the the whole judgment sequence. There's a lot to get into there, and I really appreciate that about the first episode. Yeah the mm-hmm. the the way that they inter- I actually really like the way that they introduced the invisible storm as an idea in the first episode because they're like really ambiguous and mysterious about it but it it just feels mm-hmm. really ominous like it's like it literal yeah. a literal oncoming storm mm-hmm. and i think actually knowing the references now like mm-hmm. with vana pointing them out even if i haven't seen suspiria and even if it's been years since i've seen psycho and the shining it's still that adds to that ominous mm-hmm. feeling a There's lot. also like yeah. it's just the way that the art is done is kind of alienating and sta- alienating and stagey in a way that just feels a little mm-hmm. uncomfortable yeah. and plastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's I don't know like the I think that's really the the root of it here. What makes it interesting for me is that it is this kind of like like it's presented as very sweet and innocent, but you have all this ominous like mm-hmm. and alienating background to it. That's just yeah. very, like the contrast between the two of them is what's making me interested this time around yeah whereas last time around i was kind of just like confused but also you know hey this this could be good Mm -hmm. you know yeah kind of didn't really have much of an opinion on that so the rewatch actually is much better than the first watch definitely all right well i guess if we don't really have very much else to say about it we can go ahead and wrap up Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I'm looking forward to watching episode two. I'm going to restrain myself and not watch it until yes. we record next week. <laughs> hey, hey, <laughs> we what's our what's our ending tagline going to be? What's our ending tagline? Oh, yeah, fuck. yeah. Kuma I didn't even shock? think about should that. It be, should it be Kuma Shock? It has to be something yeah. like that. Um, or we will never give up on love. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. <laughs> we won't. <laughs> of course, we won't. <laughs> All right, Come on. Um, we just recorded yesterday saying, yeah, I would totally destroy the world for you. So yeah, that's fair. We, we, we will never give up on love. <laughs> Actually, we didn't say we would destroy the world. We said we would make pocket dimensions to trap each other in to be happy. No, we like also said we would destroy anyway, the world. Right. So <laughs> are we going to do outro first? Um, Yes, we're going to do outro first and then okay. we'll attempt to do our call and response. <laughs> All right. We'll get good at it. If you would like to follow us on Twitter, you can do that at UtsnaCast. That is the handle from our previous incarnation, Imagine Me and Utsna. I don't feel like I should have to change the Twitter name because that's bad for search engine optimization. Uh, if you would like to follow <laughs> me on Twitter, you can do that at Mpandanata. If you'd like to check out other things I do in the world of podcasting, you can check out the Fresh Podcast Market, Fresh a podcast. real podcast about real fake podcast podcasts. About fake podcasts. <laughs> Alice, where can people find you online? They can find me at Twitter. Um, on my handle is at Lyrewolf, which is L-Y-R-E-W-U-O-F. And guys, where can people find you on the internet? You can always find us at O-H-T-O-R-I dot N-U. That is, is Empty Movement, the biggest Utina site on the internet. Woo. We've been around for almost 20 years Over now. 20 years at this point. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, you can find us on Twitter, where we do all our shit posting, at <laughs> O-H-T-O-R-I underscore N-U. 
And if you would like to support the show, we do have a Patreon. You can find the link to that anywhere you can find us on the internet. And I have some great news. I'm going to officially announce this, even though it's not going to be a little while until we can actually have something to show for this. But we are making Utenai Cast pins, enamel pins. And uh, if you are a patron or have ever been a patron we will be getting in contact with you so we can send you a pin. It doesn't matter what tier you were. Like, even if you just donated $1 for one month, you will get a pin. If it's international, we'll have to see how much shipping is going to be because international shipping can be a bitch. But we will figure it out because I want to show appreciation for everyone who has supported us over the past three years. After all of the patron pins have been sent out, we will be adding a new tier to the Patreon that will be specifically for getting a pin. It will probably be about $15. And once you are charged for your first month, we will get in contact with you about getting you your pin i'm very excited about them we have the design made up and everything i have gotten in touch with the manufacturer so hopefully that should be happening in the next couple of months very excited about it yay Mm -hmm. that sounds exciting and um we have other social media but honestly like who uses tumblr anymore not me that's you yeah tumblr's still there it's still kicking um but we do also i think i set up a curious cat for the podcast i'm pretty sure that the the twitter account for the podcast has a curious cat attached to it so you can ask us questions or give us your feedback or you can email us at imagine me and utina at gmail.com uh like i said we will still be occasionally doing some utina episodes if i have talked to you about doing an episode related to utina we are still probably going to do that i just wanted to get us back on a more regular schedule instead of having to uh, run around with my head on fire trying to <laughs> get everyone's schedule coordinated for episodes every week. So uh, <laughs> thank you guys for joining me for this introduction into Yurikuma Arashi. Hey guys, so the sign-off that we ended up doing was just, it was not very good. It was too long, it was complicated, and we were just not on the same rhythm. It wasn't even funny bad, it was just, it was just bad, bad for your ears. So instead, I'm going to use this last little bit of time at the end of the episode, and I'm going to plug the producer of our theme song. It is a remix of the phone ring sound in Yurikuma. If you're watching along with the episodes, you'll know what I'm talking about. And it was done by Hopefully Not Bad Lib on SoundCloud.com. And if you would like to follow them on Twitter, you can do that at Jimothy Jam. That's Jimothy J-A-A-M. We didn't mention that in the recording of this episode because the theme song had not been made yet. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed our introduction to Yuri Kuma and we will see you next episode. Look for the bare necessities.